What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, Dimatofano. Fellas, how we feeling? We are back. We got some player rankings today. We're talking interior defensive linemen. Yeah, fun group. It really is. It's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of movement going around and a lot of uh, a lot of parity. So excited to talk about it. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm most excited to see. I'm most excited to see uh, some of the differences we have. I'm hoping it, all these lists are going to be cr- like all over the place, except for maybe number one. But I'll, I'm curious to see what uh, Dean in particular has and how he has them ranked. I feel like I can guess, but I'm going to wait for the surprise. Yeah, I, I, go ahead, Dean. I have a guy that I've been talking about that I like for a while who's actually – I didn't end up being on the list. Carl Brooks? Keanu Benton? No, Siaki Eka. Oh, really? And I liked him a lot and was always commonly saying, you know, using him as like a mid to late second round pick in mock dress when we were, you know, when we would uh, rebuilding teams. But surprisingly did not have him here. Interesting. All right. Let's get right into it, though. Uh, Dean, let's start with you. Who you got at number five? Number five is going to be good old Mozzie. He was really, really tough for me. He just nicked in for the five spot. Uh, I mean, we've seen NFL front offices more and more in the draft just take leaps of faith uh, early on special, special, special athletic freaks. And I feel like that is most to be had along the D-line. Uh, these NFL coaches just have a ton of faith in themselves that they're going to be able to really get the best out of these guys and and really get that potential out. And I understand I understand it overall, but for me there needs to be obviously a fair amount of evidence that the prospect plays the game also well. You know, sadly football cannot be played in the in the weight room and the top guy to discuss on this front is going to be Mozzie of course, who is number 1 on Bruce Feldman's freak list and wears he wears 323 pounds basically like a high school backpack. So He's I, I don't even understand how he's 323. He's just all muscle. My favorite story is how he basically just completely broke the Michigan weight room, which is crazy considering the people and the sheer size of people that have walked through that weight room and the limits have never needed to be changed. And this guy comes in and they need to hire a contractor to come in and fix. That's quite literally crazy. Luckily for Mozzie, though, I really do believe he showed the propensity to play football at a high level, especially in the run game. Although he does have many glaring weaknesses, his consistency is actually brutal. I don't understand it. It's very frustrating. He gets strong-armed randomly, which is flat-out unacceptable, considering we just talked about his strength, and his strength is, like, probably the He's probably the strongest guy in this whole class or in many classes before. It's it So it's unacceptable for how strong he is. And I guess I'm going to attest it to maybe a lack of motor at times, which will need to be shored up. And his pass rush, it shows flashes, but is still extremely raw. And for all those reasons, I have Mozzie at five. I thought that was great, Dean. I thought that was a great breakdown of, of Mozzie. Ray, why don't you go ahead? Because I know... This is a, a player that you really like. Yeah, no, I, I love me some Mozzie. And un- unfortunately, I just I think this is just a really strong class. He's just on the outside looking in for me at number six. I was trying to like finagle it where I can get him to five, but I think my number five just has a little too much upside. But in terms of Mozzie, 
I mean, Dean Dean did a good job. He's a much he's way farther ahead as a run blocker, a, a run stopper rather than a pass rusher. But he does flash pass rush moves. Like he's not like his half a sack on his career is it's very not telling at all. Like it does it doesn't tell the whole story. He he wins consistently, especially against Ohio State. He has a ton of pressures, and it's not only with just bull rush. He has the athleticism and just like quickness to just he's like he has a little shake to his game too which like a really nice finesse moves which is really nice to see i think he's gonna get better as time goes on and what i really like about him is he's just a true interior defensive lineman he's gonna be he can play nose he can probably even play three tech if asked to but he's going to be an early down guy from day one he'll join a rotation he'll be able to collapse the pocket uh on occasion and then in two three years i think he can become like a three down player and be a pass rusher, kind of, not like a seven to eight sack guy, but like someone like Vita Vea who just collapses pockets and just causes havoc. I'm gonna be honest, yeah. teams I believe in the NFL are starving for more guys like this. Yeah, I agree. They have they have clearly overcompensated towards the need to get the you know interior pass rush because it's sought at sought out as being even more coveted and more important than even outside pass rush. And uh, that craze, I believe, started probably with Aaron Donald. But th- they have to go back to the well of stopping the run inside and having some actual prototypical nose tackles and guys who can stop the run. So I saw that with Mozzie, and that's kind of why he also slipped in at five. You know, I agree. And I also one thing I want to point out, I know like a lot of people were questioning his, his like arm length. They thought he was going to be a little T-Rex arms. He almost had 34-inch arms too. So the length's there. He has all the traits in the world where I think his best football is ahead of him. Yeah, I didn't for even me, talk about his measurables, but they're impressive. I mean, he was uh, what number one on Bruce Feldman's freak list. So he is a freak. The short area quickness for a guy that size is super impressive. But Dean, I think you hit the nail on the head. The consistency, play to play, it's just mind boggling sometimes. It he's too talented, and he's too athletic for him to not be making plays in the backfield all the time. And it was frustrating watching him because you see it on some plays. He's one of those guys, too. If you pulled this whole interior D-line class and you pulled their top five plays, he'd probably be number two behind Jalen Carter. Yeah. If you were just looking at his top five plays because he's explosive, he's strong, but the consistency from play to play and sometimes the lack of play strength, like you said, playing at, at 323, it's just mind-boggling, but I do think he has super high upside, and he's he's a guy, him and another guy uh, at, who I have at number seven, probably will get picked ahead of the guy who I have at number five just based off pure potential. So it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes and and uh, and how he progresses as, as a player because he is really, really talented, but the production just doesn't match the talent. All right, so let's talk about your number five. Who you got there? Okay, so brace yourselves. You guys may not like this one, but I have Kalaja Kansi as my number five defensive tackle. I like that a lot. Yeah, so, I mean, let's just start with the combine. Um, He he was measured six foot one, which is kind of insane, considering that Pitt has him at six foot on on his website. I saw some people... Yeah, they usually um, have it to the higher side. Yeah, before the combine, people were saying he may be under six foot, which really concerned me. So when I saw six one, I was like, oh shit, like that's pretty impressive. Uh 281 pounds. He was a unanimous first team all American this past year. He's the first DT from Pitt to do that since uh AD, obviously. 
uh, seven and a half sacks, 14 and a half tackles for a loss. And he is someone who is, you know exactly what his role is going to be at the next level. He is going to be a four, three, three tech. And you just want him to penetrate gaps. His quickness and just overall athleticism is uh, jaw dropping. He, he ran four, six, seven, 40 at the combine and had that one, six, four, 10 yard split. I think the number uh, DJ says for like, interior defensive line was like one, seven, one. You want to hit that metric for that 10 yard split, which is the most important. And he throttled that. So, I mean, that just tells the story of his game. He's, he fires off the ball. He's always the first player on that defensive line at Pitt to be off the ball. He's he's young. He's gritty as hell. He he plays through the whistle. And he, it's just an overall mismatch nightmare for centers and guards. He's just way too quick for them inside, especially at the college level. And what I really like the most about him is that his pass rush rep, uh, arsenal is already just stacked full of tools. His, I think his best move is probably that like quick overhead swim move he does on guards where he just – that's just raw athleticism and timing. He just beats them. It makes it look too easy. But he also has a, a nice, cl- strong club, a rip, a rip through. And then uh, what I really love about him is that he has a secondary, like a counter spin that he flashes sometimes when he gets a little deep and he'll he'll set them up and just counter off of it, which I really like because I feel like young pass rushers, especially on the interior, they don't really have many secondary moves. It's more just bull rush and just use your motor and athleticism strength. Now, the reason I have him at all the way down here at five is just that lack of length is really concerning. Lack of length and I guess size overall. Uh he he had third he had sub thirty one inch arms, and that's I think that's probably two inches, two to three inches below everyone else on this list. He had thirty and five eighth inch arms, and I know it doesn't mean as much when you're rushing from the interior, but he still had a massive disadvantage. Uh and considering the fact that he really can only play that three tech. At 281 pounds, you're not really going to kick inside the nose. You really just you really have to line him up in gaps and just have him shoot. That's really the only role he has at the next level. I don't know how comfortable teams are going to be putting him out there on first and second downs early in his career. Just like he gets moved a little too easily at, at 281 pounds. He's not the strongest. He kind of gets swallowed up and just combined with that lack of length, he can't really hold offensive alignment up and two gap and just stop the run. So I think that's one of my bigger concerns. The reason he did make it in here at five, obviously though, is it's a passing league. And in this day and age, you have someone with athleticism and just the raw pass rushing tools to rush inside. It's going to be valuable. So he's going to go early. Uh, he has a high ceiling, especially on third down, but I just, I'm curious to see how he fits early downs and just on run plays and everything else. Yeah. I, I think for him team fit, is going to be the most important thing where he ends up getting drafted. If you, I mean, we've popularly mocked him to, let's say, like a team like the Eagles. That's like perfect home for him. He needs to be next to a guy like Jordan Davis, just a massive hulking human being where he can just go after and get the quarterback. I got Claude Jacanzi at three. Um, for me, he's just a junkyard dog, man. He's his tape is just so freaking fun to watch. He just brings it every play and watching some of these other guys who they're bigger than him. Maybe they have a little bit more talent than him, but he just wants it more than they do. Uh, so that's why I, I really liked him. His 30 hurries this year coming from the interior as an undersized player is absolutely ridiculous. 30 hurries is, is awesome. Um, his change of direction and his move from point A to point B is so quick and so fast. And he just gets there violently and he gets home more often than not. But I'm with you, Red. The, the prototypical 
size and length. He doesn't have it against the run. He's going to struggle, especially early in his career. He also has a tendency against the run to lower his head a lot, and he loses sight of ball carriers when he does that. So he's likely going to be a rotational player, especially when he first starts in these first few years. But he's got so much upside as a pass rusher from the interior. So I got Kalaja Kansi at three. Dino, do you have Kalaja Kansi in your uh, in your top five? Uh, yeah, I actually have him at four. I was going to wait to go over it, if that's cool. Well, we're up to four now, so. Cool. I'll oh, hit wait. it. Oh, wait. I, I, didn't go, I, didn't go, I didn't go with my, uh, with my five. Got All it. right. I'll go, I'll, go my, I'll go with my five right now. Cool. Um, I, got, I got Keanu Benton at my number five. This one was was interesting when I ranked some of the guys like Mozzie and full disclosure, I have Ika outside my top five as well. Both those guys are more talented than Keanu Benton, but I know what Keanu Benton is. This guy can play nose. He can play three tech. He's just an absolute massive human being. He's 309, but he looks and plays bigger than that 309. I think he also – Especially this year, you saw it. I feel like he's got a little bit more upside as a pass rusher than he'd shown in the past. I think he was really working on um, his push-pull moves, his swim moves, his rip moves this year. So I really enjoyed that. He had a 14% uh, pass rush win rate, which for limited snaps, pass rush, that's pretty uh, That's pretty solid. And he's a wrecking ball in the run game. He just eats double teams for breakfast. I love watching him play against the run. It's really, really impressive. And he's only 21 right now, and he started 33 of 39 games for Wisconsin team. At 21 years old, that's really, really impressive. To come into a system in the Big Ten where there are massive offensive linemen and massive defensive linemen, he came in as a freshman and was playing right away. So I I think that speaks to – him as a player and what he's able to do now. He's not an every down player, I but I know what I'm getting from him. He, he struggles on the goal line, which I thought was a massive concern for me for a player that's this big and that will play his nose tackle. He got blown up on a couple occasions on the goal line, so I'd like to see that get cleaned up. And, uh, and like I said, the upside isn't necessarily there from a guy like Benton compared to a guy like Mozzie Smith or Siaki Ika. But I know what his role is going to be. And, hey, on a team like the Jets, where you can play next to a guy like Quinn Williams, I love it for for something like that. So I got Keanu if we Benton. got Keanu Benton, I would be amped the fuck up. I think he's just, he's just a really solid player. He's going to be a day two player. And I just know what he's going to bring to my team. He's going to play – early in his rookie year and uh yeah right go ahead you know i i love i love be some keanu benton he was number seven for me um i i think everything you said is spot on one thing i i just love how for a guy his size i think he's like six four six five not mistaken i think six four and just the way he's able to get underneath off of the linemen is and just get leverage and just move them is really impressive. I think he was a high school wrestler. I read he went like 48 and two yep. in his junior year. So he's all state. He's a high level, high level wrestler. I think that shows his, his ability to just move men at will. And then another thing, he's a better mover than you would think for his size. I think what really stood out to me, I think his three cone was like seven, three, four. And that was like 
not sure considerably, but it was better than Isaiah Pickens, who was a five-star recruit coming out of high school who played DN, so and much smaller than him. So I think his ability to move shows up on tape too, where on some wide zone plays, he's always running, he's moving sideline to sideline pretty easily. I think he sometimes tends to overrun plays in that in that sense. He just got to learn to drop his weight, eat the blocks, and let the linebackers clean it up. But a really good player, like you said, I think he's going to be a rotational defensive lineman from day one on early downs and. Again, there may be some uh, untapped potential into that pass rush. I don't think he's ever going to be a seven-plus sack guy, but he'll be able to collapse pockets and um, get, get call. I think be a help a lot of, of his teammates around him get sacks. Yeah, I saw an interview of him prior to this this season, and somebody asked him what his uh, what he wanted to work on this year, and he said pass rush. And I feel like you saw that this year. He, he he tried some different stuff. He tried some push pulls, and I and I thought he got a lot better as the, as the season progressed. All right, let's move on to number four, Dino. You were talking about Kalaja Kansi at number four. Talk to me about Kalaja. Yeah, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. But uh, got Kalaja at four. I'm going to be honest. I thought I was going to be lowest on him of the bunch. I'm a little upset. I'm not. Kind of makes me want to drop him a spot because I'm trying to make a point <laughs> here. But, uh, yeah, hugely productive at Pitt. He has a ton of experience at nose, as as, uh, as Ray put it. He had uh, about 25% of those snaps as nose, but he will, of course, not be doing that at the next level. He will be like a one-gap three-tech, just exactly as Ray said it. When I watched the tape, though, I definitely saw why he's just – skyrocketing and especially like a month ago when he was randomly input as like a top 10 or 12 pick in uh McShay or or Mel Kuyper's mock draft everyone was like no way and it, then he started skyrocketing up boards and I definitely saw why on his tape he just has great technique out of his stance he's an elite athletic ability guy number seven on on the Feldman freak list his first step quickness is is pretty pretty appalling and then his leverage management that's obviously going to be due to him being, uh, of course, the, the smaller guy in most of the scenarios. But his leverage management is very, very good. But due to his size concerns, he could just he's just a flat out liability at times in the run game. And I can really see him being kind of what people fear when they see when when they see the, you know, the T word. Of course, I'm talking tweener. And uh, I believe he's definitely just benefiting off of Aaron Donald being of the similar stature similar measurables at the same school, but he's just simply not Aaron Donald. And frankly, no one is. So that is not a big deal or a slight towards the guy, but his arms being a full two inches shorter is, is, and Ray spoke about it at nauseum about how his length and how big of a disadvantage that would be at the next level. These guys eat you up. If you give them those two inches, it, it you let them get inside. It is all over with these NFL guards and these NFL tackles and NFL centers. So that's why he's at four, but he's still going to be a guy that on situational plays and you throw him in there. And just as we discussed on, on a team like the Eagles, where you just, just a penetration fun, he's going to be fun to watch at times for sure. And have a, have a place in the NFL. All right. Like Ray, who got a number four. So number four, this is um, – I'm pretty sure I'm going to be the only one to have this guy. But uh, just a little backstory. I, I noticed him – I was watching Owen Papo for Auburn. Uh, I, I knew about Owen Papo, the freak. I knew about uh, Derek Hall off the edge. I just saw this – kept seeing this guy, number 25. I'm like, who, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And 
in his game against Mizzou, he legitimately destroyed them. I'm talking about Colby Wooden. Um, he's I'm not sure if you can even classify him as a straight up defensive tackle, but he's 6'4", 273, which is a little lighter than what he played. I think he was listed at around 280 on uh, Auburn's site, but 30, almost 34 inch arms, almost 10 and a half inch hands. He's a big fucking dude. And the versatility is the name of his game. He lined up in the B gap about 259 times. He lined up over the tackle another 131 times, and then he lined up outside the tackle 253 times. So he can move, he can play all up and down the defensive front. At the combine, he ran a 47940 with that 168 10 yard split. So he hits the metrics that you need to to be a good uh, interior pass rusher. And he had that, I think he had a 9.48 RAS score, which is really impressive. I think it just shows that he has the athletic ability, even though he didn't blow up the combine, like say Kalaja Kansi or some of the other guys on this list. Uh, he's a three-year start at Auburn at defensive tackle and defensive end. This past year, he had six sacks, 11 and a half tackles for a loss, 24 hurries. And dude, th- I, I said it before, but that, that Mizzou game, I just go home and watch. Go go back and watch after this episode, guys. He fucking dominated. He's clo- his closing speed is really impressive. Uh, he was giving the quarterback so many fits. And just as an interior pass rusher, similar to Kalaja Kansi, he's just too quick for these guys. And for, as someone who's 6'4", 273 pounds with those long arms and to have that quickness and power. It's just, it's a handful for everyone. Um, I think he profiles best. He's probably going to end up playing as a defensive end in base sets and then kick inside on pass rushing downs, but his money's going to come on third down rushing from the interior. He gives guards fits. And not only that, his, he plays with an A plus motor and he's just a team guy. He says, he said it on an interview, I think at the combine on the podium, just, I don't care where you play me. Just put me on the football field. I'm going to make shit happen which you love to see. I love the versatility uh, and some weaknesses. He can play high sometimes with that uh, big frame, especially when he's trying to set up pass rush moves. I think he's got to work on that, keeping his level his level a little lower so offensive linemen don't jump him. Uh, he's got some missed tackles, but I don't really think that's much of a concern. And as Dean kind of pointed out in his collage of eval, I think there's like a fine line between versatility and tweener. I think I personally, I'm on the side of versatility. I think he can play defensive end. I think he played three tech and I think he can play both really well, but I think some teams may get scared off by that, the non uh, not clearly defined role and maybe teams with a little bit less of an imagination, maybe a little worried about that. I like yeah. that, right? Threw in a little wrench there, baby. I mean, I've been talking about this guy for fucking months. D. I can't believe you haven't, you didn't even watch him. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> No, no, you actually, you have. I, I It escaped me, though. I'm sorry, Ray. It won't happen again. There's something else going to escape you later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, Kobe Woods is outside my top five, but I know this is a player that, that you really enjoyed watching and you kept telling us to watch him. Mm-hmm. I, I love the competitive spirit that, that he plays with. I love he, that quote. He, he brings it on every play, and he's violent, he's physical, um, but... I do get the concerns about him playing on the interior and maybe just not having a defined role. I know we don't really think like that because we have seen a guy like John Franklin Myers. I mean, play, that's, the fir- that's the first person who comes to mind when I watch him play in that play in that similar role. And honestly, I'm going to move to my number four because it's a player who plays in a similar role to that. I got a out of Tiwa out of Um, Again, a, a similar play style to uh, to Colby, just an absolute freak athlete. Ran four four nine at two eighty two, 
with almost 34 inch arms. His versatility to kick inside and out is a massive, massive plus. I think he played over 300 snaps out on the edge, played over 250 on the interior. His quick burst when he's in the interior is just devastating. This guy moves so fast and his hands are heavy. I really enjoyed watching him play and watching him bring it. Plays a really good natural leverage. He's only 6'2", so kind of comes with the territory, but he can dip and rip under offensive linemen really, really easily. I really enjoyed watching his tape. Um, for me, some of the weaknesses, I think he's still learning how to play football, honestly. I think right now he's more athlete than football player, but I think that'll come with some time, especially against the run. I felt like he looked lost a little bit. Um, he wasn't sure if he was supposed to be in gap control or go after the ball carrier. So I think those are things that he can clean up once he gets with the team, once they have a designed role for him. But like Colby, he's going to make his money rushing from the interior on third down. Um, another thing I just had had written down, even though he's a really good athlete, it's not that fluid sometimes. I feel like he's got a little tightness. He's a little stiff. But – He's a really good athlete, so maybe that doesn't matter as much, but I do think he'll be a rota rotational piece. But, again, like one of those guys like John Franklin Myers we mentioned, he's a chess piece. I think you could play him out on the edge if you wanted to and then really make his money on the interior on third downs. So I got a out of war at four. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off this just because I have him at three. Um, I'm, I think what you said, just his athleticism, I mean, I don't even need to say the numbers again. It's fucking appalling. Uh, someone that who weighs 282 pounds shouldn't be able to move like that. And when you turn the tape on it's it's, it's actually a very, very uh, easy to see the way he fires off the ball. I know I said it about Kalaja Kansi, but he makes Kalaja Kansi look like a kid. Honestly, he, he's always, like, he's the, at least a step and a half, like ahead of everyone else on that defensive line. It's crazy. Um, I know you said that he's going to make his money in on the interior. He's someone that I genuinely think could play edge if they if needed to. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ended up staying out at edge a little bit just because he has that length with those 34-inch arms, and he's got some bend, too, to his game. Uh, when he's on the edge, I think, in particularly in the run game, I know you said that he what didn't look like that good of a run defender. I feel like on the edge in particular, he's able to use his length better than most people on that we've talked about today and just set the edge and then disengage with that by using that length, by creating that space, which I really love to see. And when he disengages from blocks, when he, he's able to turn a corner, like you said, and bend around people, which is just, you don't see that from interior rushers a lot. So I do think I eventually, or um, I guess, well, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but he's going to end up being an interior rusher, but I really wouldn't be surprised if a team tries to leave him out on the edge a little bit and just see what he, see what he does. Uh, can, uh, I just want to pop in real quick. Cause I do not have Adebore as, uh, I, I have him labeled and I know this is against popular opinion, but I do have him labeled as an edge prospect or uh, most specific, more specifically like a five tech. I feel like he, he has a very, very good chance more than people think that just like Ray is saying that a team is going to basically have him as as a three, four defensive end and in that five tech role. And with that bend that he has definitely shown during North, you know, his time at Northwestern, he was all along that D line and show the propensity to do it all. I feel like a team would be remiss not to, not to try. And I think it'll be successful to have him out at the edge. So I have him as an edge prospect and that is why he's not in my top five, but he would, yeah. he would yeah, be I, number I, three for me. 
I think, I think again, for a lot of these guys, right, it's team specific. I do agree that I think he can play edge as his primary role, mm-hmm. but the flashes when he's on the interior rushing are just awesome. He's so he fires off the ball and he's so quick as a three tech. I think it'll be really hard to not play him there. I think he just makes such an impact when he's when he's playing on the interior. Um, and Ray, I think some of my concerns against the run were more when he's an interior player. Um, I feel like I honestly didn't even look at his run, his run defense too much when he was on the edge. But um, I, I thought he's a, a really nice player, and I think his best football is ahead of him because I still think he's learning the game. Yeah, I think he's going to go high, and I think one more positive I didn't really get to touch on. This guy plays like his hair is on fire at all times, and when you couple that with a a four four forty from a defensive tackle, that's a dangerous fucking combo. He's able to run down quarterbacks like he's a linebacker, and not only that, when he he runs down the field to catch up with ball carriers if he like overruns a play originally. So I think that's going to be really endearing to his next staff, and I think I think he does end up going. I think he goes first round easy. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up going top twenty. Who do you think goes first, him or Kaj Kansi? Oh, ooh, him. Yeah, I, thought you're gonna say, I thought you were going to say someone else. But yeah, I, I think him as well. I'm, I'm thinking of the other guy too, but yeah. you get to him. Yeah. I think I think uh, Adebari goes first. Interesting. I like it. All right. Who are we up to? Dean, who's your number three? Right. Yep. This is going to be a borderline my guy. I was extremely surprised that it is. Uh, but when I wrote – when I watched this tape and obviously read a bit about him, his background, uh, all I wrote down was elite wrestler plus lineman prospect equals bust. <laughs> uh, yeah, Keanu, Keanu Benton, I'm obviously talking. And he, he along with a powerful frame, 6'4", 309. He almost has 34-inch arms. He hits all those thresholds with flying colors. And he had a very, very strong senior bowl outing. So, he, he you know, he put the put the rubber to the – to the pavement, as they say, played a ton of nose, but believe he will transition to be predominantly uh, a three tech, but definitely can do either. Again, uh, as Ray said, I believe this is going to be more of a versatility, uh, a guy who's who proves versatility opposed to being a tweener. He could do both, I believe, at the next level. I really loved his pass rushing ability. He consistently well, more more than I thought, considering obviously we talked about that. He's a guy who has probably not as good of his pass rush ability, especially when it comes to these D tackles and his, you know, his run blocking is, is going to be more so why you draft him, but his pass rushing ability, which he needs to work on. He still used a consistent move that I thought he is starting to really hone and make his own. We see all these, you know, these defensive linemen coaches, they all talk about, just have your one crazy good move. And we saw Keanu Benton, and I saw it throughout his tape throughout the year. He's obviously experimenting, trying to get better. He's obviously training with probably several coaches, and, and he's trying to hone in you know, that one ability and make it elite. And I feel like he really did towards the end of the year develop that with his violent, it's very violent, club and swim move. And then he follows up. He has the athletic ability to then get exploding, get around the alignment. He uses a more tame version of this, 
and his run blocking to fill gaps, and he did that great. I thought he showed to be more of a fluid athlete than than I thought on plays where he flows along the line of scrimmage to really make some great run stops, and he does it fairly consistently. He's a guy that you definitely want in the middle of that D-line, especially, like you said, paired next to a guy who can get some crazy pressure like a, like a Quinn and Williams. I would love if the Jets got him. He does occasionally, though, get caught upright at times, loses anchor in double teams. So th- those are going to be just, you know, he really needs to have better approaches when it comes to leverage battles. And I feel like that will get shirt up. A young, young guy, 21 years old. But I, like I said, I was extremely pleasantly surprised with Benton's tape. You know, believe he has some really sound technique and think he will have a seamless transition to the NFL and be one of the best floor, floor plays in come draft day. Not that he'll be a first rounder, but I, I really like him as a as a mid, potentially early, if you really wanted to, second rounder. Well, you said he'll be one of the best what? Floor Floor? Plays. Floor. Floor. Oh, I think he said four. I thought he said four. one of the best. I thought he said one of the best four players for a second. I was like, huh? Like, no. Okay. Oh, but yo, he does have great foreplay though. You want to stay there. I also want to just clarify for uh for the fans out there, when Dean said D line and wrestlers equals bust, he wasn't talking about being a bust in the draft. He was talking about busting in his pants. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean <laughs> yeah, I, said, I said he's a borderline my guy, so the guy the boy should know that. <laughs> The boys should know that. That's good stuff. Uh, Ray, we got at uh, at three. You already went over your three. You had Adeboire at three. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I already went over my three, too. I, I had Kalaja Kansi at three. So, Dean, let's throw it back to you. We got a number two. No, no, I just went. You All right, Ray, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming our top Wait, two. You guys, right? none of you, neither of you have Benton in your top five? No, I've been at five. I had him at uh, seven. No, you you didn't. You you didn't have Benton at five, did you? You had Miles Smith at four. No, I didn't. Oh well, okay, good job. No. Um, well, you have my, but I you love him. I really loved him. Gotcha. Yeah, well, Dean, when you were quiet on his Benton talk, I was actually I didn't think you uh didn't think you watched him to be honest with you. So I'm pr- no, I, pr- I love I I really me. I was surprised. And Ray, okay. I watched, bro. I'm a tape. I'm I'm a fucking I'm a I'm I gr- I'm a grind the tape guy. Okay, you'll grind right. something. Let, let, let's get through these uh these top twos because I think everybody's got the same top two. Yeah, so at yeah, two, yeah. I, two I got Brian Bercy. Um, I'm assuming you guys all do too. But yeah. six five and a half, two hundred ninety eight pounds, so elite elite size for the position. Thirty two and a half inch arms, which obviously isn't the length that some of these other guys on the list we've talked about. I think they've all been crazy long, but plenty long enough to be an interior rusher. Uh, his athleticism, uh, I think it didn't show up as well this year coming off the knee injury, but the combine, he looks healthy again, 48640 with that 171 10-yard split. So got the job done there. 22 reps too. So he's strong. He uh he can hold up inside definitely. I think his biggest strength right now is just that he's a he's a true uh defensive tackle like some of those other guys we talked about. So he can play uh either four three or three four, I think. I think he can play nose to a five tech if you really ask him to um right now he's better as a run defender than a pass rusher i think in clemson i don't know what it is with that scheme i don't I, those those guys just i don't even know how to put it i feel like they just they're all just they're it's more disciplined than just they don't want to have him just put his hair back and just go so he was two gapping a lot and um 
holding up on the point of attack, which is good. I think uh, his best football is definitely going to be ahead of him at the moment. I think he's got to add, he's got to add some pass rush moves. I think he's once, if he gets it with a defensive line coach, you can add a couple tools to that toolbox. He's going to be in really good shape and he'll be a three down player in a couple of years. Or even honestly, this first uh, the second year, I think by the time the second year comes around, he's a three down player. Yeah, I really liked Brian Brissy, and he's another guy who has all the upside in the world, right? And the tape just left you a little wanting more. I think this year was really, really tough on him. Obviously, I think a lot of people know that his sister passed away from cancer at the beginning of the year, so he's dealing with that. Coming off an ACL injury, he had a kidney infection. He had a shoulder injury. So with all that going on, how are you supposed to play and how are you supposed to get better during that? So it's going to be really interesting for teams when they interview him and they talk about this season, kind of what happened. Um, I do think he has a lot of things that he can talk about as excuses, I guess. I, I feel like excuses is the wrong word to use, but um, – his natural athleticism, it, it shows on tape. I mean, he just moves so easily. And I think after all these injuries and, you know, it, obviously dealing with a, a, the loss of a loved one never heals, right? Mm -hmm. But I think over time, maybe his head gets back into football again and uh, he'll come out on the other side better than ever. Just to, just to piggyback off that for a second, I, I didn't mention it, but a plus dude too. Just the way yes. he hand, just the way he handled like the uh, podium at the combine, it was like something like I feel like like because everyone's heard about like uh, obviously the tragedy and everything, and I feel like they just kept peppering him with questions about it. And like as someone watching, I'm like, this is a guy's like job interview. Like, can't you just let him like focus on football for the moment? It's kind of pissing me off, but dude, the, mm -hmm. the guy handed it like a fucking champ. So I just wanted to shout that out too. I think teams are gonna fall in love with him. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I I guess the only thing I have to add is, you know, he has a, the pedigree for a reason. Of course, the number one overall high school prospect in 2018. He's number 14 on the freak list. You know, we talked various reasons and ways that he's shown and is highly athletic and and a guy who just, you know, he got a bad shake. And that's kind of why his the production really didn't really didn't translate. You know, it, obviously, uh those are hard circumstances. I'd be like, I feel like anyone would understand that. I know that these teams definitely do, but I feel like we shouldn't be overlooking that. You know, the he has the highest pedigree. You know, in the whole class, people people were saying that he's he was number he was top twenty high school prospect of all time. I get it that he was out of Maryland. He's not like he's in a Texas school, but this guy is is definitely different. He's still very young, and just like you guys said, best football is definitely ahead of him. Nice. So we all have Brian Brissy at number two. And at number one, we all have Jalen Carter. Dino, you want to talk about Jalen Carter? Sure Sauce, thing. You, Sauce, you take the lead, Sauce. You haven't taken the lead yet, I feel like. I'm the host. Uh, but I will I will take the lead if you want. 6'3", <laughs> um, 314, and the tape speaks for itself. He was the best player on a Georgia defense even last year when they had all those dudes, even with a guy like Jordan Davis. He was the best player on that team last year. Extremely quick, extremely powerful out of his stance. His push-pull and his swim his swim move is just deadly. Just absolutely, just absolutely ruins guards and centers. It's uh, violent, too. It's like a violent swim yeah, move. <laughs> yeah. Um, his hand strikes are accurate. 
They are heavy, and they just move offensive linemen out of the way. In the run game, he's a dog, eats up double teams, and even can slip double teams. He's kind of he's got some sneaky athleticism and some some twitch and a little bit of bend for a guy that size. And I think his flexibility is really underrated too. The ability for him to drop his hips, get lower than offensive linemen is really, really impressive. He's the best player in the draft. And all the concerns that people are going to have about him are his maturity and what this legal situation brings. And I know he avoid he's going to avoid jail time, but he's going to be on 12 months probation. But I think at this point, the player is too good and the maturity is the only thing standing in his way from being a pro bowl, all pro level player. Um, and I think just minor things, maybe the, maybe the gas tank isn't always as, as high as it needs to be. I feel like he gets winded a lot, especially um, against Ohio state. They went a little, little bit of, of tempo against him. And I felt like he got gassed a little bit in that game, but play to play, he brings it and, he just makes an impact anytime he's in there. You got to know where 88 is at all, at all times. He's the best player in the draft. Going to be really, really interesting to see where he ends up falling in the draft. But he's got a home on any team, and he's going to be an impact player from day one. Yeah, I, I, I hate talking about guys that are clear tiers or or just one tier, but in this case, tears ahead of everybody everyone else in their at his position because it it has you know in my opinion it's no fun at all but but i I wrote down game wrecker flat out dominant in pass rush and run defending in in previous years i guess you could kind of poke holes in in his run defending but he's also added that to be an elite part of his game you know i i i love and this is why we're called between two tackles i know you guys share this love with me i love watching men move other men across their bodies. Jalen Carter does it with ease. He also laughs in the face of double teams thanks to his wildly strong hand, and he obviously has an extremely powerful base. He's just everything you want in a defensive tackle, and he's 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 going to be amazing, barring anything wildly stupid he, again, does outside of football. Yeah, I think you guys covered it uh, pretty pretty much but just guys that big should not be that strong and quick and just at overall athletic it shouldn't be a thing it shouldn't be allowed the most athletic uh, people in the world yeah. are linemen in the nfl yeah he, i mean he like he like bitches people like massive offensive linemen he destroys people i yeah. love when he get like when you you know what i'm talking about by the way when they get the one guy like they they side swipe him yeah. like no, like a move tinder him. swipe they just sides. They just Tinder swipe them, and they're fucking like, dude. You know, like you know when you're a sumo wrestler and you're halfway in your stance, and you go, they go to the other side before they slam their foot down. When they get when they get them in that half like sumo wrestler pose, bro. It's crazy that I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I that, fucking. You described it like a kindergartner, but yes, I do you know, know what you're you saying. You know, you know when you're a sumo wrestler. I've never <laughs> been a sumo wrestler. Yo, come um, on, you you you've dabbled. Before we get out of here, I just want to mention uh, another thing I really love about him is like when the biggest moments he shows the fuck up. He had two forced fumbles against Tennessee, uh, against LSU. He just he lived in the backfield, had had at least one sack. I think he made it two. Even against Ohio State, he was in the backfield a lot. Just CJ Stroud just 
made him look silly a little bit, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> and Sauce, I'm, I'm glad you touched on the conditioning is the only really on-field concern I have with him. When the tempo does get picked up, he does seem to be sucking air a little bit. So that coupled with just the uh, pro day fiasco, I think it may be cause for some concern. Right. All right. Everybody run through uh, your top fives. Dean, who you got? I got Mozzie Smith at five out of Michigan. I have Kalijah Kansi out of Pitt at four. Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin at three. I have Brian Brissy at two out of Clemson. And then out of Georgia, playing for the Bulldogs, we have Jalen Carter, number one. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, five, I have Kalijah Kansi out of Pitt. Four, I have Colby Wooden out of Auburn. Three, I have Adotami out of Barre out of Northwestern. Two, Brian Brissy out of Clemson, and one, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Me, I had Keanu Benton at five. I had Adabuare at four, Elijah Cansey at three, Brian Brissy at two, and then Jalen Carter at one. Quickly, each of you give me one guy outside your top five who you liked, you didn't like. Uh, putting your boy on the spot. Ian, talk, give me give me some stuff on Ika, because that was a that was a guy you really liked. Um, I still, I still, I still really like him. He's just, he's just, just outside number six. It's more, it's more what, it's more what the guys inside the five meant, opposed to outside. Yeah, he was another one for me that was just puzzling. The talent's way too good for him not to be showing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, just left me wanting more. I was, I was kind of disappointed. But. Honestly, when you got when I got down to the nitty gritty of the tape, I, I thought I would like it. I thought I would have liked it more, but I no, I did not. And it was it usually, honestly, especially with these guys that are high high talent, and you they you could tell they have the strength. You could tell they have the you know on certain plays. You could tell they have the technique. The inconsistency is what gets me, and I'd rather inconsistency with the with the ceiling of Mozzie Smith, uh, Mozzie. Uh, oh my God. Um, yeah. Yeah, then, uh, oh, my God, I thought that wasn't his name for a second. Of Mozzie, then, uh, <laughs> then uh, Ica. Ica. Nice. What about you, what about you Ray? Uh, Jalen Redmond out of Oklahoma, absolutely dominated the combine. 32-and-a-half-inch um, arms, 10-inch hands, ran a 4-8-1-40, hit that one seven one ten 10-yard split number. And then all the other metrics, he was like t- like top three out of all the D tackles. So he had a 34-and-a-half-inch vert, 9-8 broad. Seven three three cone. He just killed it. The twenty seven bench press reps to uh, end it. He had that nine four one RAS score, and I think most impressively is that he survived a couple of coaching changes there too, and a couple of scheme changes. So he's got the versatility. I don't know if he was ever used one hundred percent properly, but he's shown the ability to get into the backfield and uh, cause havoc. He had six and a half sacks his sophomore season. So I think as someone who's an ascending player, and I think he may be a steal on like day three, maybe back into day two. Yeah, for for me, a guy I liked outside my top five was Zach Pickens from uh, from South Carolina, 6'4", 291, 34 and 3 eighths inch arms, ran a 4.89. He's a really interesting player. His, his frame, he looks kind of lean, um, really quick first step. He's got good hands. He's long. I think he could be a rotational rusher from uh, from the interior. The anchor just really isn't there yet to play on all three downs in the run game. 
But I do think he has some upside. He's a really, really good athlete. And he came in with big-time pedigree from high school. So he was a guy I was looking at. He's he's someone I wondered if they didn't use him properly at uh, South Carolina. Like you said, he had that big pedigree. He's a really good athlete. I think he was recruited as a defensive end, actually. So maybe he's still trying to add some weight on to be able to play inside. But he's someone I think he's really, really athletic and really long, like you mentioned. So curious to see how he's used at the next level. Yeah, a couple other guys that we didn't that we didn't get to. Uh, Byron Young from Alabama really liked him. He was a steady player. Like him, like him uh, as a good run defender. Gervin Dexter too. He was another guy. Felt like I wanted to see more out of him, but really strong against the run. And uh, I think he's got a lot of pedigree too, and a lot of natural athleticism. That if he can add some pass rush moves, he could be a uh, a steal. I think a lot of these defensive linemen are a lot taller than in previous years. Like Gervin Dexter's tall as shit. Benton's tall as hell. Like they're all just they're all super yeah, they're, tall. They're, they're all like six three to six five, which is which is the that's all like top twenty five, top thirty percent percentile. Yeah. So you're you're hundred percent right, right? Definitely. Uh, I feel like I feel like when you look at the history of guys that are really really tall like that playing deep defensive tackle, whether it be nose or even three tech, it, I feel like it's. Uh, not favorable, so uh, I'm I'm interested to see if this draft class maybe changes those uh those historical statistics a bit. All right, fellas, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed our interior defensive line rankings. Stay with us. We got more player rankings coming up next week. We have the tight ends, a really really good group, very deep group, as well as the cornerback group. Also, a very, very deep group with a lot of guys and a lot of names to mention. So those are going to be two really good ranking episodes. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2023 draft season. Fellas, appreciate you. Peace.